Welcome to Leanne's Voice podcast where I talk all about the voice with tips and hints on how to speak more effectively whether at work, home or play. I look forward to you listening to this podcast and please hit the link, click subscribe, give me your thoughts and comments, let me know what help you need and how I can make the podcast better. I'm here for you to speak more effectively. With me, Lillian Abogo. This evening, I have a woman who uses her voice to transform, as she puts it, deadbeat scripts, boring ass webinars, and brings it to life. She uses her voice to weave magic and share stories for her clients. When she is not doing this, she is a voiceover coach, a teacher, a mentor, and she helps people use your voice to create impact and speak with presence and power so they can have the impact in the world and in the world that they live in. I am talking about none other than Leanne Turner. So join me and welcome her to the show. Hey, Leanne. Hi, nice. When I listen to the intro, I'm like, woo, who's that? <laughs> you, you, it's you, just Aww. in case you weren't sure. <laughs> that is so nice. Thank you so much. Wow. <laughs> Definitely feel welcomed. Oh, good, good, good. Because that's what we want. We want you to be welcomed and sit down and tell us your story. So before we jump into the fanciful world of voiceovers, um, yeah. I discovered something about you today. Mm-hmm. You are a degreed master detective. Well, yeah. your yeah. original area of study was criminology. So how did you yep. go from criminology in forensics? In fact, let's start there. How did you start in forensics? Um, I remember like going way back. Like, I remember like when I was about... Mm, nine I was like oh when I'm older I want to be a judge I want to put bad people away and stuff like that and then um um you know you just kind of get advice how do you get into law how do you get into mm-hmm. forensics and stuff like that so followed the normal route um did a degree law and psychology did a master's criminology and forensic psychology and then just kind of got into a job only by God's grace, definitely, because it's owned by me. Um, and um, and just I was able to start off like in just smaller kind of investigating like insurance kind of case fraud and then progressing into investigating corruption and corporate fraud. And I think like if you have like a determination and you've got a push on it yourself and God said like this is where you're going to go, you can get there. So that's where I started off like my career, my big dreams of the world, what I'm going to do. And I did that for 10 years. And then I had always had like this hustle mindset though, because like my family and that I've always had like, okay, you may have a main job, but you've got to be hustling on the side. So right. I'd always, I'd always love like in my brain, you know, like the brain's divided into like, you've got a lo- logistic side and then you've got like a creative side. So I'd always had this creative side in me, but always trying different things to kind of express it in things but I love doing logistics project managing and finding out things and that's why I always say to my sister like please don't plan me any surprise parties any surprise dinners because they don't work for me because I always work it out and it's not it's not a surprise for me so things like that I can yeah that's I'm, I'm not the best person to surprise honestly really it's just like you know she was trying to put a book together for my birthday and she couldn't work out how to get the pictures off of this drive and I was like uh, I think she's making me a birthday book and she was I just worked it all out so uh, uh, yeah I just think that your poor sister working so hard to surprise her there you are being Sherlock Homina exactly exactly (laughs) exactly like yeah it was yeah 10 years of wow you know seeing like um hmm the harder side of life for some people when you have a lot of money and then there's a breach of trust. That's when you get like fraud and corruption. It's just very sad to see what people do for, for money, for the yes. peace. Like, wow, okay, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I can imagine we can probably sit and talk about that alone as an entire show. But we won't because I want to find out what led you ultimately to transition to becoming a full-time vocal artist <laughs> and a vocal professional yeah um 
I would say I had always like prayed and asked God, I want to do something creative. If I want to work for myself, I don't want to, um, I want to use my mindset, my logistics side, but I want to bring in a bit more of the creativity side. Cause you know, like some people have two, five or 10 different talents or gifts in their lives, in their life. So, um, I kind of thought like, I want to do some of the creative side. I want to embrace that side, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, if I look back, I had always had, not that I could have understood it or accepted it myself, I'd always had people telling me, Leanne, you've got a nice voice, you should do something with it. Try and do something with your voice. And, like, I just couldn't hear what people are saying. And I was just like, nah. Sorry, I'm very in tuned into my law, criminology, finding, investigating people. I was so in tuned and so invested, time, money, energy, etc. Right. into that career I just couldn't hear when people were saying you should try and get into voiceover try and do this and I was like nah 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 you can't get money from voiceover nah that's for people who've gone to dance singing and drama school you know that type of thing and I was like <laughs> I'm just not an atypical person to get into that industry I don't know anyone and stuff like that so if I look back I'd always tried different creative businesses maybe making handbags from magazines and photographs and making jewelry. I'd always try to do a creative type of side hustle. But the one I had kind of done a couple of stuff, reading poems or doing a bit of presenting here and there was voiceover, but I never really embraced it because I was never really, I don't know, 100% confident of how my voice sounds because um, I know that when I always talk about this, when I um, talk, I may not look how I sound, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. People start to create their own images of like, this voice suits this type of person. Then I show up. You know what I mean? I've had incidents like at my job because a lot of the time at my old job when I was investigated, I'd often work undercover so no one would see what I look like. They may get an email from me or just hear me. And then when I show up in court and stuff, they're like, oh, where's the girl? Like, where's the person? And I'm like, it's me, you know? Like, it's just crazy. Um <laughs> So stuff like that would happen. Um, so then I um, then what happened three years ago now, there was an opportunity uh, to end that contract, get a payout. And I thought this is my opportunity to go. You know, you only get one life. Yes. I don't want to go to heaven. And then God says to me, what about all of those 10 talents I gave you to go and do all these great things? I don't want to have that conversation with God saying, like, I gave you all these great talents, Lynn, you did you only use one. I'm I'm very just I don't want to have that. I wanna say like, God, you gave me two, three, four, five, ten talents and I use them all to the best of my abilities, you know? Right. I as one of my friends says, I tithed my talent, do you know what I'm saying? I can't be skilled in more than one area and only be comfortable or fearful enough to use one. Nah, that's not me. So um, I took the payout, run of the money, set up my own business, everything up from scratch. The email, the studio, uh, the website. It's, it's a constant learning curve for me mm-hmm. um, because it's a totally different industry from what I trained in and worked in. But still in the same or the sad way, there are still hints of what I have done for 10 years, even in this industry. If that makes sense? Yeah, it does. Because there will be skills that you'd have learned from from your former career that definitely sure. the discipline being able to you know follow through carry out um, a project from start to finish even the mere fact that you've planned and created your own studio in your home that re- requires a project yeah. management mindset attached to it so definitely I can see where your old career would have lent itself to what you're doing now definitely definitely for sure all of those things and more it's it's and and people might say like oh you should go back to I'm like nah uh, there's you know you don't know how long you're going to be here in life you want to try and do everything you know um yeah because for me gone are the days when you stay in a career for 25 35 45 years and you leave with a little golden bell and a watch that's not really my dream goal Mm -hmm anymore you know just life the internet world things have changed so much and you just gotta move with it in a way you know I definitely agree so let's you know listen I've listened to a couple of your sample commercial reads is Mm -hmm. there like a metronome or a specific beat to keep in time when you're doing a reading um 
I would say it's, it's client dependent. So say, for example, if you're doing a read for Dove, the skincare range, depending on what the products come like, that's usually kind of like a vibrant, uh, kind of fast paced kind of mode. But the client will direct you exactly how they want it. Even when you put a full stop or a pause in between a sentence, if you're having a client led read, they will be in your ear on Skype or Zoom or whatever. And they'll tell you, okay, want a little push here, etc. Right. When I do, yeah, when I do reads for like the sports people, like Adidas and stuff, that's more like upbeat, like you know, like kind of sound like, yeah, the new trainers out here, get yourself some September two thousand and nine, you know, something like that. It's all kind of, it's it's a bit more uh, upbeat, fun and stuff. But yeah, every different project is different. Even from when Adidas to Nike, they want different stuff. Yeah. Okay. All right. So everything is client driven. And, you know, so I mentioned that you're also, a, you know, you're a coach and teacher and you have your online course courses on yeah. Udemy. And yeah. one of them is accent softening. How does mm-hmm. one begin to soften their accent and why would it be necessary? Yeah. I mean, in, um, in London, sadly, unfortunately, it's just the way state of play is. There are still some industries where you need to uh, be speaking in a certain way. Like, say, for example, in the profession that I often mixed in was the legal profession. You, you can't really go in there and progress, I felt, if you didn't speak with a certain clear articulation. Obviously, things are changing now. Um, if you wanted to present stuff at court, you can't just go in there babbling away. You might be the most qualified lawyer in your country, but if you cannot articulate correctly and sound persuasive, because what happens with the brain is if it listens to a voice that it doesn't understand clearly what it's saying, it brings in this uh, feeling of distrust. Do you see what I'm saying? And then anything that you say, and you could be talking the truth, it has this element of distrust because the brain cannot process that accent, that speed, that rhythm. Does that make sense? So I, I never, um, yeah. So I never say get rid of your accent because your accent is you. It's like where you're from, your upbringing, your education, how you're feeling and stuff like that. But, um, I always say like, be aware, different industries, different situations, whether you're at work, home or play, you need to adjust your accent and in particular, the speed that you talk at, because your listeners may not be used to hearing, I don't know, a Spanish accent speaking English at that speed, you know. So sometimes you've got to slow it down mm-hmm. or change the rhythm so that you can be clearly understood by your audience. Okay. And, you know, it's not even just the distrust or creating mm-hmm. a, a, a congruency issues when people speak, mm-hmm. but... Look at what happened, I think, um, with The Apprentice recently, where you had mm-hmm. this young lady who project managed, she had great skills, but had yeah. this really terrible squeaky voice that mm-hmm. people dismissed whenever she opened her mouth. So she yeah. wasn't listened to because of the quality of her voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's quite disappointing that, you know, and you think like things like um, being like prejudiced against like height, size, skin color doesn't exist. But it still does. You have voice prejudices. So like that lady on Apprentice, her voice and the girl of the Bob, isn't it? That kind of that girl, I think, even with her voice. And when I first watched that show, I thought, I don't know how long this girl's going to last. With that type of voice, certain sounds linked to certain kind of levels of uh, responsibility. So right. you hear like women with like high or soft floaty voices like Joanna Lumley, those voices are engaging and trustworthy. If you hear a squeaky voice like that person, if they're trying to sell you a contract, would you really trust them? So like, yeah, I'll give you, I'll let you go and put through that mortgage for me. It's different things that come with different sounding voices. And that's why I really do um, strongly advise people who have to talk for work. Some jobs, you don't have to talk that much, you know, to the... Um, client but if you have to talk and it has an effect on whether you're closing that deal or you're making that money for that month you really have to learn how to articulate correctly for your listener that's who you're trying to sell your voice to Mm -hmm. okay so we know that there are different dialects especially in the uk when people are Mm -hmm. talking about voices on tv there's a lot of northern voices then there's something known as the rp 
and mm-hmm. which is our received pronunciation. Yeah. Yeah, Can definitely. Learn it, and is it or is it just really the bastion of, as they say, the BBC? Um, speakers or is it something mm-hmm. anyone can actually learn and utilize yeah I think anything is possible you can for sure definitely use learn receive pronunciation so it's like what you see on the BBC and heightened receive pronunciation is what you'd see on Downton Abbey etc um, I think it's great if you can adjust your mouth your breathing and your tongue to speak in that way but I would personally only train someone to speak in that way if they're going to do an acting job that requires them to do that or if they're going into an industry, they're going to go and work for Buckingham Palace, etc. Because that type of English speaking voice is slowly but surely dying out because London, Britain as, as a whole, is having a lot of kind of mixed accents coming in. So the traditional one, the received pronunciation RP, that's slowly but surely dying out. Because you'll hear even on BBC, there's a couple of different accents being thrown around and stuff. Right. Um, and also, I guess it's it still exists, but in mm-hmm. made in Chelsea land people. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Definitely. It is. Yeah. It made in Chelsland and even their accent, it is received pronunciation, but some of them, they've got a bit of a floaty, like a lilt on it where it floats in and out. So okay. sometimes they may um, have a background where they've grown up or they do six months in another country. So they'll come back with a little bit of a, a twang from somewhere. Could be Sardinia, America, depend on their lifestyle. Because I've seen and heard people who are based in Chelsea, etc., born and bred, but their accent has a little throw on it. Yeah. Right. Okay. So we're talking about becoming a voice um, over act, um, artist, actor. Mm-hmm. How does one start in the industry? Someone is like, you know what? I think my voice sounds great. What's the first thing you would tell them to do? Um. Wow. I would say um, the first thing to do is read, just read a script or a blog or something out loud and record onto your phone on a WhatsApp. And then I would say send it like to someone on LinkedIn, on uh, Instagram, someone who's actually a, a practicing voiceover artist. A lot of people write that on their um on the gram or on their LinkedIn page, you check their stuff. They're not actually doing much, you know, Um, and ask for an honest opinion because your friends and family will tell you something to not hurt your feelings. But someone who's in the industry, who's not emotionally connected to your big dream and will tell you, you know what? I think you got something, you know? So I think definitely get advice. Like if you've got a sore on your foot, you go to the doctors, don't you? You don't go to the post office and show them your bad toe. You go to the doctors and say, listen, I've got this. What do you think I should do? So get advice, get it quickly, um, but practice every single day. And talking generally, like at work or on the train, that's different from talking uh, for voiceover stuff. It's, it's a slightly different. Same tool, but using it in a different way, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So get practice, get practicing, mm. send out your voice and actually – you know, are they voiceover um, workshops, labs, or things that you would recommend that people can actually do? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, get advice, send out your sound uh, to people in the know. Uh, you can join, I'd get the free version of these kind of online websites like Voices123, Voices.com. A lot of these are American based ones. There's a UK one called Mandy.com co.uk I think or mandy.org you can get yourself on this you can see what's currently booking and if you sound like what these um the the clients are looking for and I think learn a lot go on YouTube go to a workshop there's workshops in so many of these studios there's one that I went to first of all I think they're called showreel recordings on mm-hmm. Good Street um okay. fantastic company they do production engineering and voiceovers they do everything all in one um and I think definitely read a lot read as much as you can um on Kindle go on YouTube there's so many different long-serving voiceover artists and they've got channels up so much information learn learn and learn and practice 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 every single day read something read anything read the blog read a book 
read the Bible because the Bible is the only book that has so many different types of scripts in it. It's got a song, it's got a dance, it's got drama, it's got anger, it's got um, emotions. That's the one thing that you can read every single day and practice, just reading that out loud. And I just say, keep practicing, um, get advice. Do not, if I tell anyone this, do not cut your demo until the time is right. And you'll know the time is right once you've got advice. Uh, and getting a coach or a trainer who can actually sit in and listen to you. Mm-hmm. Um, like for me, like I'd always been told I've got a great voice, even though I ignored it for many years. And when I said, yeah, I'm going to do this like as a pro, I got coaching, lots of training, went to workshop, was on YouTube, reading up, practicing every single day. And when I say practice every single day, it doesn't have to be long. It could be a three to 15 minute reading out loud and stuff. But you're trying to uh, practice because talking is not really just talking. It's this whole body thing. It's like, what's your body language saying? What's your facial expression saying? Can you even breathe right to support your voice to speak for even three minutes straight? It's a whole different thing. And um, I would even say it's totally unconnected. But I'd even tell people, start going swimming and learn how to breathe properly. Because if you can't even breathe properly swimming, there's no way you can have the endurance to read for an audio book for two, three hours if you kind of control your breathing, swimming. That really helps. Okay. Um, that's my um, kind of experience. I don't think anyone else is out there saying that, but I'm like, do it. It helps you breathe, which helps you to speak more effectively. But there's so many avenues into this industry. There's no like, okay, you do this, tick, you do this, tick, and then you get big jobs. So many different ways. Like some people, I know at my old job, were doing the voiceover for the audio recordings for the company. Others do it for a charity angle, do charity presentations and read poems online. But I think get yourself out there, get yourself a SoundCloud page or a podcast page and just get your voice out there and get a website. It doesn't have to be paid. You can just get some on WordPress and put a couple of samples of how you sound and don't kind of wait for this perfect sound. You've got to progress through the sound that you are, you know, and so put up a couple of samples of you reading a coca-cola or an audio book and why i say get professional advice and coaching is because you need to know what does your voice actually suit because not all voices can do gaming and animation and characters like me right. yeah i've been chosen to do a couple of animation but i don't have like nine different characters that i can pull out of the bag so if you've got an animation style voice you've got to be able to say like maximum recording time is it you know you've got to be able to pull it out of the bag and sound genuine um so you've got to know whether have you got a commercial voice are you an advert you're an audio book are you've got that big bass cinema boom voice you've got to know which niche is yours because you can't come and do everything you've got to come and niche it out so that's as well what i say you get a lot of advice and there's a lot of help out there you just got arcs and um hustle like you you have lost your mind as well that's the big part <laughs> yeah like you've lost your mind yeah okay, that that's the important takeaway just yeah. keep at it and hustle like you've lost your mind but yeah. we're talking you know talking about the accents and talking about dialects and creating mm-hmm. different characters what mm-hmm. is which is the most fun for you to do um oh you know i like obviously talking in my obviously my own one because that's easy um i'll often do um Ah, so like sometimes I'll do like different accents. Like I might do like, um, I think this one's, I, I, me, I'm always someone that sits and watches and listens to people. Because of my old job, yes, I used to do it a lot. But now I do it just to gain voices and accents. So there was this company I used to work with and she used to say, Hey, Eliana, Maria Tiza. So she was from Wales. And every time she's talking, I was like, this lady sounds like she's singing or something. So there's that one. There was one from, I think he was from Exeter. I used to always imitate this guy. He used to say like, where's your mom and that? Where's your mom? Where's your mom and that? You know, like, so you, you got to like be a good people watcher. I always find I don't really do that many different accents. Um, I love doing that one. What else is a, I do. Yeah. I'll just imitate loads of different ones. Obviously, a Jamaican one's very easy for talk, you know, because people in the north say, I mean, when me, I talk. But it's it's like different, you know. So it's right. just like you've become an actor for like three minutes or something like that. You know, you can just 
really imitate. If you love it and you enjoy listening to people, you can easily just have an ear to listen and then imitate it straight away. Okay. And since we're, we're sticking to adverts and, um, mm-hmm. and, and accents, you switch on the TV and you're watching shows. They have an actor voicing a character that is meant to have a distinctive African accent. I'm not going to mm-hmm. call anyone <clears throat> Black Panther. <laughs> yeah. Which is so far from, you know, you're like, okay, this accent you're doing, did it come via Ghana, via yeah. Asia? Where is this accent coming from? But yeah. do you find yourself as a voice coach screaming at the TV going, why? Why are you sounding like this? How yeah. you, why is it that we still have that? Yeah, it's, you know what, I think sometimes, you know, when you're trying to do, because Black Panther was epic, salute them, it was oh, an I amazing film. Black Panther, yeah, but the accent but was hinky. The accent hell. was, um, yeah, I think like, <laughs> you know, sometimes when you can tell the focus might have been on other stuff, just get this out, do it for the culture, make the outfit, get the romance, you know, all the different other stuff are covered, <laughs> then that accent probably came as an afterthought, you know what I mean? And um, that's how you'll get those things. Or maybe the person who selected it didn't think it was a concern because they thought everything else would be so great. No one would be concerned. You couldn't quite place which part of Africa or was it even Africa this accent came from and stuff. And I I mean, I, you know who I really love and I rate, man, this guy, because when you do an accent, you have to sound genuine. And there's a couple of people who can do it. And I remember the first one, I thought, wow, this guy's incredible. Um, when Idris Elba left town and went to the States to go and do The Wire and any other thing where he's got doing an American accent, he actually sounds American. He really, really does. And I'm like, he's really genuine. And I think, like, when um, uh, you see, like, videos, and that, it all comes down to, like, is it seen as an important part of ha- of this person's, of this, um, you know, this character on the film or the TV show? Mm-hmm. Because your voice is everything. Even if you're acting up in a part like Black Panther, I'd expect you to have some big, deep bass voice like Barry White with an, like a, I don't know, like a, I don't know, like a Ghana or Nigeria twang with a bit of Senegal in there. Do you know what I mean? Like something, wow, really deep and bassy. I don't know, but yeah, that does make me think sometimes like, mm, the accent, oh, is, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, okay, you're watching stuff. I I think I remember I was watching, I believe it was Law and Order, and they supposedly had this woman who was a a lawyer or something, and she's supposed to be Nigerian, and oh, she came gosh. in and she was speaking, and I'm looking at the TV going, okay, uh, I need you all to identify what part of Nigeria this woman is from because <laughs> somebody screwed up on this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like particularly, like I, I watch Law and Order. It's one of my favourite shows, and like I've seen some of them, and they're like, "Where, where's this accent? Because this is not Haitian accent either." What they're trying to say, yes, yeah, Haitian, and I'm like, it's not. Um, yeah, you can just tell that for some kind of creatives, the voice is like a is 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 an add-on if there's time, if there's budget, we'll get a voiceover coach, we'll get a speaking coach in there. Right. But it is for me, it's essential because that's what is a convincer for me. Exactly. It makes it more congruent. And you're like, you can watch mm-hmm. it without your brain going, wait, there's something wrong here. There's something wrong here. Yeah. So watching and it's believable. Like you mentioned about Idris Alba, you mm-hmm. then focus on the story itself. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because a voice can just throw you off and you're like, nah, sorry. Bye. <laughs> And it's true. It can so do that. And so, yeah, definitely having the right accent and the right voice. And since we're speaking of that, with the uproar that followed with The Simpsons and a few other animated shows mm-hmm. with the discussion of representation, do you think mm-hmm. that there's enough being done to have diversity in the voiceover industry? Yeah, yes and no, because like the voiceover industry now it's becoming a lot more artist led, if that makes sense. Whereas before it was like the traditional route was, you know, you'd be in a certain union and then you've got with a particular agent who's getting you all the bookings and stuff. But because of the glorious Internet and the world becoming on your doorstep and if you have a hashtag hustle mindset, you right. can change the whole way the game looks. So 
You can be like me, a chick in East London who gets booked by Adidas, booked by Google, never seen these people before, never going to their headquarters. Just see me on Instagram, give me an email. I've done the read, I've got picked. That's how it happens. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, there is always going to be that old school mentality and stuff. But because of the Internet and the way life is changing and it's been more artist led, I feel like myself coming in there three years, full time, done it, dabbled a bit before. But the way technology and hustle and you, you can do it. If you listen to people like this, the guy, Gary Vaynerchuk, how he says how you can market yourself. Mm-hmm. You can go in and crunch and step into any industry if you get your marketing right. Yeah, this is absolutely true. And do you think there's still that expectation for black people to be cast as the urban character in commercials? Yeah, it's yeah. I was, I was talking to someone about that. It's, it was like the urban character or... In the advert, it's one, it's a black lady and two small kids, no husband around. Mm. Um, Always that type of, that's like a hard uh, prejudice to really break down, particularly in England. Because when you watch adverts here in England, you go to other countries, like you go to Africa, you go to the Caribbean, you go to some parts of American states, how they show it. You see a different representation in, in, in how adverts are done. Mm-hmm. sound of voices and stuff like that but it's still up to i know everyone needs to make money and stuff but it's still up to the actual artist the actor themselves say so, you know what that doesn't work for my uh credentials that doesn't work for what sits right with me for my standard i don't want to go and play that black character the baby mother the robber the druggie uh, you know what i mean yeah um but that's why i really respect shows like um Oh, you know the ones that are kind of artist-driven, like Top Boy and Blue Story and all these ones where they're given their perspective rather than what someone who's never really lived in that area thinks it should look like for TV and stuff like yeah. that. So I really appreciate when they give a glimpse of this is how we're, this is how we're living and stuff. So, yeah, it's a hard one, but representation is... It's not an easy one when it's linked to your money and you need to go and pay the rent, etc. I, understand, I I really do understand what you're saying about the fact that, yes, it's up to the actors to actually stand up and mm-hmm. say, you know what, no. But mm-hmm. at the same time, the flip side of that story is like, yeah, BT doesn't take, take that in credit. You got to mm-hmm. pay your bills. So it's trying to find that balance. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. it, I guess, I guess, like you said, it's changing and it takes more and more actors and artists and, and actresses to actually say, no, and with the mm-hmm. change of with the internet and how people can now finance projects, I think yeah. there'll be a, a lot of more change moving forward. Mm-hmm. Definitely, hundred percent agree. Okay, so you know, with the advent of audiobooks, everybody's listened to an audiobook, mm-hmm. and this being all the range, how can people start in that area to become um, voiceovers for audiobooks? Yeah. Um- you can go on so audible have the voiceover site called acx.com um and you can go on there and they'll show you can go into a category say for example fiction and the number of words and you can go on there and give a a a sample an audition for a book that you can do so you can start off in that but I would say just a word of advice from big sister voiceover Leanne is audiobooks to start off with are tough. It's like a marathon because you could be sitting or standing for hours reading wow. it. Um, yeah, because it takes a long time to read it. Um, and then I would always highly suggest whoever does the reading, the voiceover, do not edit that thing yourself. You will die in editing hours, months, etc. <laughs> so I would always negotiate a deal per word, whatever's works for you and the, the budget. Um, just do the recording. Make sure you ship that back out to um, an editor who's going to okay. edit it for you and then get it back to the client or send it back to the client. I personally don't. If I'm going to do an audio book, I prefer to do my own. But if I'm going to do an audio book for someone else, I would just do the voiceover. Editing takes time. It will drain you. But definitely if you want to start up, do something simple. Uh, start an audio book. Start with short ones. Don't do a long epic one. Start with little short ones. Help 
Self-help categories, quite short at times. Poem books, uh, those can be shorter ones to get into, but don't start off doing editing and that because you think it looks like a bigger deal. It's not. It will take your whole life away from you. <laughs> nobody's here to have their life snatched. Yeah. doing an audiobook. Nobody's yeah. here for that. So very early on, I was afraid of speaking in public. And one of my issues was that I hated, I literally hated the sound of my voice. Mm-hmm. Why is it that most people actually hate the sound of their own voice? Yeah, because I was just talking about this today, actually. Now, people hate the sound of their own voice because you hear your voice on the inside, whereas you hear it first on the inside and then you hear it on the outside once it's come out of your mouth. So you hear how it sounds in your head, how it's processing, how it's trying to formulate the words. Mm -hmm. But everybody else will say your voice sounds so nice because they've only heard the... um, the voice after it's come out, gone past your vocal cords and stuff. So you hear your own voice twice at the same time. You hear the inside one and the outside one once you've projected it. So people probably cannot like sometimes their own voice because you hear it twice and you may not like the first version, which is the inside voice. And then as well, it can be a lot of psychological stuff. Like if you've grown up as a child and you're always told to shut up, be quiet, sh- talk louder, Tommy, stand up, talk louder, talk louder, Tommy. You you kind of come with these psychological things like my voice is not loud enough. If you go into the bus, no one hears you. When you say, excuse me, that's the bell. A lot of sometimes of your voice can be psychological issues linked to it, not the actual right. vocal cords or the projection or the ear, nose and throat. Um, thing as well because sometimes if you've got an ear problem you've got a throat problem you've got a nose problem that can kick off your voice as well so if you've grown up with things like that that can be added to the I don't like my voice syndrome kind of Mm -hmm. thing Um, but a lot of it is mindset honestly is your voice anyone's voice can sound great and nice it just depends on whose ear is listening you know Mm -hmm. Um, just like even with music and stuff I'm not a rock chick but people's ears appreciate that type of music. It depends on whose ears are listening. But a lot of saying like, I don't like the sound of my voice when I was growing up. I believe myself, it comes down to mindset and psychological messages that were given to you growing up because you first hear your voice like as a child, when you can learn to cry, you're like, wow, what's that? Oh, that's me. I can cry. Wow. (laughs) You know, Um, and that's your first friend, your your own voice and stuff, apart from your toes when you can put them in your mouth as a baby. But... (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's um it's I think a lot of it voice it's mindset definitely mindset all right so we get past the mindset we have to give a um, presentation we have to speak in public what do most people do wrong when they're doing this when they're presenting when they're speaking in public um they talk to the floor and the floor ain't going to give them the job or that new deal um they will often speak too fast Um, I know that sometimes you've got a time lock, you've got five minutes, ten minutes to give a presentation. Um, Sometimes people will let their nerves overcome them. And there's many techniques you can do, like read a quote before you go in. Breathe as well. Breathing is key. You need to breathe so you can speak effectively and put in pauses into what you're saying, which underlines how important what you just said is. Um, And I think as well what people do wrong, which I've seen, is when they've got like flashcards or notes, they've got their laptop, They'll stand there and read from it. And I'm like, listen, I haven't come here to watch you read. I've come here to listen to you speak, which is a whole different skill. So um, I think as well, what would help is people forget that they're talking to humans rather than robots and just see the audience as like they're friends. You can talk to them. You're great as well. And just breathe. Don't read off your notes. Um, Have pauses. And prepare. If you prepare what you're going to say or you know your stuff, any question you can rock and roll with. Okay. So prepare, know your stuff, stop talking to the floor, and breathe. Breathe. Take, take note, folks. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking about, we're still talking on this vein around the presentation, um, presenting, mm-hmm. um, you know, public speaking, you know, generally speaking and actually using your voice impactful in an impactful mm-hmm. way. But have you noticed, and I've noticed this too, that sometimes you're sat watching someone speak from stage and it feels like they're speaking and all of a sudden their voice kind of vanishes. Yeah. What is going on and what can be done to prevent that? I, I almost call it like a voice fade because you're speaking, you're speaking, and it feels like there's just no voice left. 
Yeah. Um, I think sometimes when that happens, it could be like voice exhaustion. Because if you have to speak for a, li- for a living, you need to know when to rest the voice for a living as well. Right. Um, so even like I remember, like I used to think, what's he doing? Like Pavarotti, when he wasn't singing the opera song, he'd have his neck wrapped up in a scarf and would be on silence breaks. So I was like, why is he doing that? That's so extra and deverish. But now I understand <laughs> when, yeah, just like I, I, you really got to protect your voice. It's a tool. Do you like how you look after your arms, your legs, your eyes, etc. It's a tool. So I think voice fades happen when you haven't actually rested the voice, mm-hmm. when you haven't been taking water. Now, water is a natural product, but it's the way you've got to drink it. Like people need to stop drinking cold water, things with ice, because that does not give you a smooth tone sound vocal cords. Your vocal cords are these two little very thin threads mm-hmm. and cold water makes them like constrict. It makes them really tight and tall. You don't want that. You want to be warm and lubricate. That's why I say drink boiling water with a bit of cold water, room temperature water. Mm-hmm. Um, voice fade happens with a lack of exercise in endurance training, uh, incorrect breathing, drinking the wrong drinks. Um, also, not actually practicing long enough. Like if you're going to do a marathon, you need to start practicing and training to do a marathon. Mm-hmm. You've got to speak for three hours. You've got to practice each day doing talking for more than three hours so you can last that long and stuff. Um, so voice fade can come. And also it could be just like, uh, you know, like a lack of confidence in what they're saying as well. Because voice fade is, is a big one if you have to talk for a living for a long time. And don't shout as well. If you need to talk for a living, don't shout. When you shout, you aggravate and can put nodules on the two thin, fine vocal cords never shout never whisper always talk at the same tone that gives you voice fade as well badly okay so you you know i know that you have this presenting course on udemy where you're Mm -hmm. teaching people how to present their voice and actually give um, perfect presentations and you talk about creating the perfect alter ego when Mm -hmm. speaking in public how does one craft the perfect alter ego yeah like you know, you got to think, like, who do I want to be when I'm out in this audience of 300 and I've got to give this information about we're going to be moving into this new era, etc. And, and that alter ego thing reminds me of, like, you know, Beyonce says she becomes Sasha Fierce and she puts mm-hmm. out all these different songs and stuff and you get a different vibe off her. Creating the alter ego is maybe if you're a kind of calm, mild you know, petite person speaking and you need to be able to speak in front of investment banks, which can often be male-dominated, alpha males, lots of testosterone. you got to go in there, give them a talk. You need to create that water of like, I'm hashtag the baddest boss in this place. Everybody listens to me. I am persuasive and I know my stuff. So you've got to kind of get character, even if it's a cartoon character or someone on TV or a movie that you've seen. Or, I don't know, like Margaret Thatcher, she was a hashtag boss. Some people didn't agree with what she did, but she got the job done, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so thinking of, like, the qualities of how they talk, how they walk, how they express themselves, you've got to create that in your mind. And when you go on stage, you do the presentation at work, you've got to go to that interview, that's who you become because you kind of kind of act in it. Kind of like a Shakespearean, Machiavellian play. You just become this Shakespearean actor when you go out there and, your presentation or your interview mm-hmm. that's that's really I, I like this idea of where you craft your own character and it's funny that you bring up margaret thatcher because i i say when i teach is that most people did not know that the voice she uses in public was not her natural voice she no had to, yeah. she had to she had to adopt and learn that voice and so that you know when she went out in public and said this lady is not for turning was mm-hmm. something that she had crafted and which is why when i looked at uh theresa may i'm like babes you just don't have the chops to be maggie you, you yeah. just don't have it yeah you don't have the gravitas that she crafted you know whether you like her loathe her or despised her that's mm-hmm. not what we're talking about but how she used her voice yeah. when she spoke you may not like her but you could not ignore her Mm-hmm. definitely yeah your voice is key for everything it's the convincer mm-hmm. you may look the part walk the part sound the part smell the part but if your voice is not convincing because people remember what you say they will remember it 
they remember it. And like Margaret Thatcher's key, she put on a different voice. Michael Jackson, he used to put on a fairy voice when he was talking. That's a 50-year-old man who had a big bass voice. People can do it, definitely. Did you just say a fairy voice, woman? Yeah, Michael Jackson, that was not his normal talking voice. It was not. Find a 50-year-old man who can speak as high as that. No way. Prince, Prince. remember Prince? Spoke very high. But then there are times when Prince will sit and you hear, wait, where did that voice come from? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people who can do it. If you've got an artistic nature, it's just like a character, isn't it, really? And and the character also infuses a voice at the same time. Mm. Okay. So we've talked about protecting our voices. We've talked about, you know, understanding how to use your, you know, how to use your voice when you speak. But how, Leanne, do you protect your voice when you're working? Uh, when I'm working... I, I don't, I try not to have too much conversations throughout the day, particularly if I've got to do a big read or I'm putting a course together or I'm trying to record an audio bit because your voice, you can't even, like, say, like, for example, you're going to work for eight hours a day. I wouldn't suggest someone speaks for eight hours straight. To protect my voice while I'm working, um, if anyone sneezes near me, I'm running, first of all. I can't pick up any germs. Um, I've always got antibacterial wipes, um, gel, um, I drink ginger, cinnamon, turmeric, cumin, and lemon in hot water each day. Wow, that's a combo. Just, yeah, it don't taste the greatest, but it does the job. So I um, use that to protect my voice. Um, I'll drink warm water mixed with um, boiling water with lime in it and cucumbers in it throughout the day. I wrap my neck, I'll always have a scarf on, um, and I don't shout. Well, I try not to shout um, unless it's work related because that aggravates your voice. Um, I would also say as well, don't shout, don't whisper and stuff. Um, and I'm careful what food I eat as well because food can change the sound of your voice. Because mm-hmm. okay. it's connected to your tummy. Uh, sometimes, I don't know, some food doesn't work for all people, myself included. Uh, some food can give you gases and make your tummy grumble and you're trying to record and your tummy's grumbling. It's not going to work. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. That combination drink, you need to share that, but it sounds lethal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we talk about their different voices. There's the deep baritone voice of... Mm-hmm you know, the likes of Denzel Washington and what we call the voice of God with Morgan Freeman. And then you have Mm -hmm. those breathy voices. You know, those ones that I think the most famous one would be Marilyn Monroe when she's, Mm. you know, doing that. um, Happy birthday, Mr. President. Yeah. Do we consider those breathy voices? Are those nice voices to hear in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, like, traditionally, yes, those breathy kind of feminine floaty voices were those that were easier on the air, definitely, Um, because they were seen as very uber feminine. It was linked to prettiness. Prettiness is linked to attractiveness. Attractiveness means that she can produce all of these different kind of things. These, like, kind of old school Mm. mentality things. So they're easier on the air. I mean, it's definitely easier to hear a female voice that is soft and floaty and then compared to as well, I like to hear a male voice, which is deep, commanding, strong, like Morgan Freeman and those type of voices and stuff. Um, but I think the, the the acceptable ear, or I call it ear candy voices, is definitely changing because more people are having a voice because of Instagram, the internet, YouTube channels and stuff like that. So the acceptable feminine voices are definitely changing. Acceptable male voices are definitely changing. All right, so there is a change to it, and yes, okay, I can see where that is. And there are some voices out there that you listen to, you're like, yeah, I could listen to this all day. Mm-hmm. So what techniques are there for us to warm up our voices to obtain the best from them? I think, obviously, taking my special formula drink, I think, <laughs> do that first. Um, but other techniques that you can use, it could be just, like, singers can relate to this because it's, Techniques that singers, singers will use, like doing the scales. Like, first of all, hum. Don't laugh first, because if you've woken up first thing in the morning, your voice is not there yet. So just kind of gently hum that. Like, mm-hmm, 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 
and hold the hums and then go to la 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 uh and then as well i think as well there's so many different techniques and things like you can start off warming up with doing tongue twisters like red lorry yellow lorry red lorry yellow lorry and then you just quicken the pace so that helps you to warm up as well mm-hmm. so you're um, doing things like that and humming along to like an instrumental song like on spotify playlist mm-hmm. that helps you to move your voice to different heights that's what i'll use as well Mm-hmm. Um, and then start reading, read a blog, read a WhatsApp, read a Psalm, start reading out loud at a low level, read it again, go to your mid range and then read it again, go to your highest level that you can go in your voice. Cause one voice has about three or four ranges. So you can do very deep in your voice. Then you do your middle comfortable talking one. Then you go very, very high. You know, this is how I normally talk. Imitate the accent, you know, so you can move your voice throughout the range like singers, like you hear Mariah Carey, she sings at a certain rate and then she can go way up the scale. Your yes. speaking voice does that same thing. It's the same tool. just needs a little bit of training on how to move it. But, um, yeah, those are the main things that I do. I read something out loud. Always, always read out loud when you're doing warm-up and start gently. Okay. So, uh, folks, let me um, practice my uh, deep, deep voice here. <laughs> and so <laughs> That's a good one. So without being married to them, who yeah. else's voice can you listen to for the rest of your life? Um, mm, there's so many. Okay, like, can I just pick like, okay, right, I'll just pick like three and be humble. All right, then. So if it's a lady, I love to listen to Joanna Lumley's voice. It's so smooth and floaty and feminine and pretty and it's just so like whatever she says you'll be like yeah yeah I agree yeah I agree yeah that's fine you can do that that's fine she's got one of those voices that's just so uber feminine and soft and comforting calming everybody wants a bit calm and peace in their life you know all right I I love hers as a female one um Another male voice that I love, there's so many that I like. Another lady that I love, she's called Leanne Kernan. Um, her voice is very, she's Canadian, so I kind of like a Canadian accent because it's a little softer tilt than the American, some certain states, a little softer tilt to listen to on the ear. And okay. she's very jolly and happy and youthful, and she has videos out each week and stuff like that. She talks about great topics, about God and stuff. So I really love her voice because she's so passionate and youthful at the same time so that's two women okay. two men one of them that I love he's he's the typical uh voiceover one he's um on Instagram he's called Red Pepper he's the typical deep voice that you know and you hear on the cinema adverts and stuff it's one that you can always relate to like when a new advert's coming out it's his voice that does it and stuff so you know what it is that you're getting you know okay. so um he's a voiceover called Red Pepper um, and then another one that I love, this guy, I've only heard him this year, um, Marvin Abbey. He's on this podcast called Free Shots of Tequila. And I only stumbled on it because I was like, why are they calling Alcoholics Anonymous after alcohol? I didn't have a clue. And then um, obviously it's not about Alcoholics Anonymous. It's about these two guys' lives and their antics that they get up to. It's, it's funny. But it's, it isn't, I'd say it's a triple X rated one because some of the topics they do talk about, you have to just turn it off. Okay, thank you very much. But his voice, woo! Yeah, Ladies, I've, I've you... listened to his voice. It's very, I think the only word we can use is it's a side of delicious. Very much so. Mm. And I've never used that adjective on him. I will definitely <laughs> use that. It's like, it's so, I feel like I did a video about male voices I like and obviously I had to feature him. And it's very, it's a side of delicious. It's its It's got husk. It's got a London to it. It has little Afro words in it. It's it's very very it's it's undescribable. It's one that you just have to listen to, but very much so a delicious ear candy. I'll call it mm. hashtag ear candy. That's yes. what I call Marvin Abbey's voice, definitely. Okay. All right. So Marvin Abbey, you have the ear candy voice. So <laughs> ladies, go listen to him and tell us what you think. Yeah. Okay. Looking at everything you've gone and everything you've done in your career, mm-hmm. what will be your your advice for your eighteen year old self? Oh, 18-year-old self, just do it. Never be fearful of anything. Do everything. Even if you're not too sure where it's going to end up, do it anyway. It'll get you there. 
all roads lead to the same destination. Okay, just do it. I like mm-hmm. this. And, you know, um, Nike, I have paid you so you can actually use that words now. So you're getting paid <laughs> for it, so it's fine. <laughs> Um, so we've come to that point in the show when we do our so loud moment of the week where we get to celebrate, you get to celebrate a person, a thing, even yourself. What is Leanne? What is your so loud moment of the week? Uh, sold out moment of the week. I must just say I celebrated on November my 40th birthday. I'm like, oh my goodness me. For me, like to say like I have got to 40 years old, it's only by God and that I'm doing my own thing, running my own business, using one of the skills that God has given me. It's just incredible. So this particular week, it was a time of like reflection, thanksgiving, like, wow, God, you can sit as a little girl and dream and then let your dreams become a reality. There's nothing, nothing bigger, nothing better than that to see like what you planned out, what you dreamed about what you prayed about slowly but surely having loads of patience like Job um, to see it come into reality it's, it's, it's something else I just say just hashtag keep hustling everybody whatever it is you're gonna do just 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 do it all right Leanne that is an incredible so loud moment of the week and just to celebrate you turning and crossing over into 40 let's give you Yay! a huge round of applause here Yay! Yay! Right. So we're, we're talking about what you do and being that you're also a coach, Mm -hmm. people's voices, what is the one thing that you want when people come to you to walk away with? I want them to leave with their confidence in their voice back because sadly, when you get older, you can lose confidence in even the smallest thing like your voice. But when you're a kid, you have this freedom and liberty that you can shout, sing and dance anyway you don't care what your voice sounds like so I want them to get back that inner child voice that says you can do it this is you we can you know I want them to get that back and that just comes back with a lot of training a lot of reassurance and practice and hearing your voice out loud and being comfortable with it mm-hmm. okay that's really 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 powerful because yeah it, it's it's tough out there and sometimes we get knocks mm-hmm. and all sorts and I think having someone to remind you that you know what inside of you there's that same five-year-old that that same 10-year-old there's that mm-hmm. person that dreamed of climbing mountains still alive and you just need yeah. to chip away at the gunk to find that person within that mm-hmm. I think that's actually really powerful to remind people of your own personal power mm-hmm. for sure definitely And everyone has it in them. You just need to dig deep and find it. Because sometimes it can be not lost, but it can be like buried amongst another lot of different stresses in life. Exactly. So what are you currently reading or what was the last book you read? Oh, okay. So this year I like promised myself that I'm going to read books from forward to back. Do you know what I mean? Because one year, last year, I'd jump. Anyone suggested a book, I'd just jump, 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 jump. So what I do is I read three different books across the month. So it could be 15 minutes on each book. And then I'll read one to help my business. So something about, could be, uh, I I didn't read it. I did the audio book of Gary Vaynerchuk's um, Crushing It book. So that's to obviously help my business. Then I would read a book to help my faith life. So I would read... um, it could be anything. It could be, uh, I don't know, a book by Raul Marino, The Battle That Even Kings Lost. So a faith-related book, something that keeps my mindset right where I need it to be. And then I'll read a book to help my lifestyle. So it could be something like, I want to get rid of all the clutter out of my house, like Mary Kondo. Or I could read something to help me in regards to helping care for my mum who's got dementia. So something about, no, today's not Tuesday, mum, a book like that. So I read in three different niches. Mm-hmm. For business, for my faith, and for my lifestyle. So I try and make sure I cover all of it. And if I don't actually get to read it, I'll do the audiobook, which helps, which is win-win for me, definitely. Exactly. Audiobooks are so easy. Um, I'm I'm one of those people, I love my books, as in physically love books. Yeah. I love to crack 
you know, there's something about getting a brand new book and then you open it and there's that brand new fresh book smell. Yeah. Love that smell. Yeah. You know, London is crowded. The tube is crowded. Commuting mm-hmm. is painful. So I just put in my, my headphones and listen to my books now. It's like, it's fine. It's okay. I can cope. Yeah, it's true. It's it's because it's I love that passion as well. Because growing up, audiobooks books were like a rarity. Going to the library and getting that, you know, I love that book taste, that smell. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, you can like smell new books. They actually smell. Oh, yeah. new. They have a certain yeah. smell, definitely. Yep. <laughs> and I love, you know, you get a new book right, and the spine ain't broken. You just open yep. it wide. It's like, and then oh, that feeling. Crack, 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 crack. Woo! <laughs> I know it. I know it. I know it. Definitely. Because like, I loved books growing up as a kid, then going uni and the books I had to read were more um, academic based. So that kind of love passion wasn't really there at that time. It was like a, a mandatory read. But I do love the physical touch books. But lifestyle changer, like you're saying, if you're riding on the train, you got to have one hand holding. And can you really turn the page of that book? You're better off just getting an audio book in your ears and just letting it whiz through while you're commuting and stuff. Definitely. Exactly. So, Liam, what's next for you? Oh, well, I've got some plans in place for the end of 2019 so I can really hit 2020, the year of vision, hard. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So next coming, of course, I'm going to still keep putting out my courses, my ebooks, my audiobooks. That's my bread and butter. But I think 2020, I need to really be, um, everybody please pray for me. I want to be really stepping up my game. I want to really be getting my voice out there and a couple of more of the um, uh, wider audience adverts or films and stuff. So I want my voice for you to be like, oh, I know that girl. I heard her on, you know, the podcast. But then I also heard her on this advert or she's on um, this show or mm-hmm. she's doing that or talking on different shows or other people's podcasts as well and stuff like that. So getting my voice out there in a wider audience, because in the speaking industry, voiceover, yeah, it's known, but there's always room for improvement. So I want to step up my game 2020. I want to get to a wider audience. So I'm not necessarily when I'm doing the voice for an advert. I may be going to speak about a certain issue on a show, et cetera. Yeah. Okay. Sounds powerful. So how can people connect with you now? You know, your social media, your website, how can, how can they find you? Yeah, I mean, I love hearing from everybody. And I think one of the best ways, definitely get me on, you can email me, leanne at leannesvoice.com. You can get me on Instagram, it's Leanne's Voice. Twitter, Lee the Voice. And um, my website is leannesvoice.com. Um, I'm on uh, TikTok just recently as well, trying to put a couple of stuff out on there. But definitely for sure, get me on any one of those platforms. I'm on Facebook as well. Leanne's Voice is the group. I go live in there as well. I go live once a week and share tips. And feel free, you can ask me questions and I'll answer them as soon as uh, I'll try as soon as I can get a package together and put a video together on the live feed on Instagram or um, Facebook, whichever works best. But definitely, definitely stay in touch. I learn from you as much as you can learn from me at the same time, you know? Awesome, awesome, awesome. Guys, you've heard it. Find her on social media, connect with her, reach out to her, tell her you listen to the show, tell her what you want to hear Mm -hmm. from her, and also go onto her YouTube channel, subscribe to that as well, and connect with her that way as well. So Leanne, last question, last question. Mm -hmm. Based on our interview tonight, how would you describe my voice? I would describe as definitely podcast ready, so it's definitely one to listen to, (laughs) calming uh knowledgeable engaging and um i would say directive without being school marmish if that makes sense yeah that's that's good we don't want to be yeah. school marmish <laughs> no definitely not definitely not definitely not definitely not awesome leanne it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show thank you it's been you great are- you're welcome. You're welcome. And I'm looking forward to actually discovering more about the work that you're doing and actually looking for your ebooks. And you do have a book on Amazon, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Yeah, I've got a book on Amazon about um, I want to be a voiceover, but I just don't know where to start. I've got that one out. Um, and I have another new book that I've released in the last few weeks, um, How to Speak Effectively in Interviews. So mm-hmm. 2020, you're going to see a lot more ebooks audiobooks and courses coming out on how to speak effectively in different areas of your life so 
whichever area I can help you in, please feel free to go on and have a look and see what I'm talking about. Give me feedback about like, what do you think and stuff. I love hearing what people think. Awesome. So guys, you've heard it from her and you know what to do. So reach out to Leanne, go onto mm-hmm. her social media, connect with her and find out more. So Leanne, once again, thank you for being on the show. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. I'm so glad I got to stay tonight and talk to you for this great time. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you understood everything I was saying. I know sometimes I can talk really, really fast, but <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed it as well and you've understood everything. Definitely, um, it's been a pleasure. I'm sure it was fine. I, you know, your voice is one that I could listen to actually perfectly all day. So, yes, your voice is really delicious to listen to. Right, well, thanks so much for checking out the podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. Um, of course, this month, I really love to help people. I've got a new course coming out, how to be an effective speaker by being a great storyteller. I've got a free sample that I would love to give you, and I really would love to hear your thoughts and comments, how to improve it, what help you got from it, how it's helped you to improve the way you speak. I mean, who doesn't want to be a great speaker? And the way to be a great speaker, one of the techniques is to be a great storyteller. So click the link in the show notes or if you are on one of the social media stuff, click the link that you saw and grab yourself a free copy. Cannot wait to work with you to improve the way you speak. Oh, and before I forget, please hit the link, click subscribe. It's going to really help me to help you to speak more effectively.